This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. Far too long. Seven hours I think it is now. It needs to be addressed, and uh, obviously they'll take a scruffy 1-0 one, one win today, wouldn't they, really, when you're in this sort of run? We were talking about maybe those missed kicks working out, and it might do for Wednesday. They won the ball back. It's cut back, and a strike eventually comes of it there from Forestieri, linking up on the edge of the area. He tried to poke at it, really, and uh, he forced the save out Phillips. It will be a corner. To stop it all the time. Here's Murphy. Will he take aim? Edge of the area. The cross goes over. Wickham heads it down. Forestieri doesn't quite connect with it properly. And then falling backwards. Wednesday had a chance. Is that Kieran Liam? Trying to see who it was. He's trying to improvise and head it in the right direction. It goes wide from Kieran Lee. But again, we get into great positions. But the final shots, header, whatever choice, isn't quite right. Forestieri takes it first time on towards Harris. Harris jinking one way, then the other. Plays it back for Ballon, tries to poke it through. Forestieri! Oh, he had a big chance there and he puts it into the side netting. Well, again, he's going to a great position. He did that a few times in the first half. You back him nine times out of ten to convert that. This time, he goes to the wrong side of the post. Fighting for the ball there is Atinuio. It's our free kick. The two hanging on to the big Kosovan. I think this is the last throw of the dice really and get the ball in the box and let's see what can come of it. William Palmer then preparing to send this one into the area. Morgan Fox is there, goes in towards Tom Lee's headed in there. New is falling, can Wesley force it in? It's Fletcher! Stephen Fletcher's done it for Wednesday! Right at the death! Fletcher's back for Sheffield Wednesday! Fletcher's back in the goals! And Wednesday about winning the points! Charlton sunk right at the death! And Fletcher marks his return to Hillsborough with the all-important goal for so long. It looked like he wasn't going to come until Fletcher stuck his head in and got Wednesday it right in the final seconds. Wednesday won Charlton nil. And the cheers of the supporters tell you what a night it's been. It's been frustrating at times. Wednesday have done everything, certainly in the second half. But they finally managed to get it right. And who else but Stephen Fletcher. There are probably easier chances they missed tonight. But uh, they've got the points and they'll be delighted in that dressing room. The Wednesday Week. The Sheffield Wednesday Fan Podcast. And welcome to the Wednesday week. We're back again. That This is like the third podcast in a week. So aren't we being nice to you? And speaking of being nice, uh, we have, as, as, a, as a club, 
we've scored four points from a possible six. With me on the line, I've got Steve, I've got Simon, I've got Dave. We're going to make sense of it, and uh, we're going to see, uh, you know, see if we're, if this is the sign of things to come. Now, uh, Dave, I'll come to you first. Being up there in the in the Hebrides, I don't think you're in the Hebrides. It's just a Scottish word I've heard. Uh, Stephen mm-hmm. Fletcher back in the squad against Birmingham. I think he was on the bench, wasn't he? Or have I just made that up? He was. No, no, you're right, mate. Back on the bench. Back on the bench. Now, uh, do you think that our upturning fortunes has uh, has coincided with his return, or was his input in Birmingham pretty uh, pretty low key? It's it's hard to say. Um, it seems coincidental, doesn't it? That uh, when you think about when the form tailed off, and when you're thinking about relatively the upturning form, um, seems to be there when he's there. In the squads, an option. I mean, perhaps he's he's contributing something to that dressing room, to that sort of positive feeling. But it's just great to have him there, and uh, a little bit like with Kieran Lee when he's away and gone. Then when he comes back in, you don't realise quite how much how good he is and how much you miss him until he's not there. And then when he comes back, what a difference! And to have uh, a threat and somebody that can link up the play, um, brilliant, great to see. Sorry, I was just on mute there, burping away. <laughs> Simon, um, now, Simon, now we've had, uh, we've, we've got, like, like Dave said, we've got Fletch back in the squad. Now, we started quite poorly against Birmingham, a game I didn't expect much to happen, if I'm honest. Um, I mean, did you have the same fear, you know, fear going into that game? I think, I think, uh, <laughs> If if you look at the run of form that we've had over the last uh, two months, it, it, there, there wasn't a single team there that I thought couldn't beat us, to be honest, because we'd gone into that run of games where we thought, well, we're playing the bottom three, we, we, we're going to get points out of those. And, and, and pretty much, other than Barnsley, the other two teams turned us over big style. Um, I was worrying where, you know, where we're going to get our points from. So... To, to firstly score, um, obviously going one nil down, uh, own goal, but then to to drag it back, um, you know what, mate? I've gone every game now. I've gone in thinking, dreading the worst, and and pretty much that's what's happened. Uh, <laughs> um, so so. Uh, so I was sort of following the game via Twitter from afar on, on Saturday because it was my good lady's 50th birthday party on Saturday. So I was sort of uh, otherwise in, involved. And I, I was pretty much when we went sort of 2-1 down, I thought well, that that's us done. Um, well, sorry, 1-0 down. I thought that's us done. This is the writing on the wall. This is what we've done. So to, uh, to, to actually to finish it as it did was disappointing, but to actually get three goals and, and nearly win it and throw, and throw it away the last last throw of the dice was typical Wednesday, but also it was we've shown some spirit, I think, out of that. So, yeah, the long answer to the short question was I ain't got a bloody clue how we were going to get on. And <laughs> to be honest, the draw out of it was better than what I thought we'd get. Um, uh, Steve, Steve, are you the same? Because, like, you know, there are... There is an emotion during the game. There's an emotion after the game. And there is an emotion a few days later, you know, when, when the cold light of day is shone onto something. Was that a good result? I mean, surely you, you must have been like the rest of us. When the OG went in the first goal, you thought, here we go, this is going to be a three or four niller. And, and to come away with a point, now you've had time to uh, digest it. Is, is that a good result? Um, I don't know if it's a good result. Uh... 
a, a little bit like Si was saying, it, we, we were getting to that point now where, you, you know, you couldn't see where the next win was coming from, the next goal was coming from. Um, I was just pleased on Saturday that we, we, we put in some sort of performance. And, you know, it is frustrating because I think if we'd not gone on the run that we'd been on and lost points and uh, dropped points and lost games to teams down the bottom of the league, would have been a little bit more frustrated on Saturday, having conceded in the 95th go- uh, minute, whatever it was, that Hogan's equalised. But the fact that we've, to an extent, stopped the rot against a team in mid-table rather than, you know, shipping against a team down the bottom and losing points to, to, to teams down there does take, um, it, it sort of softens the blow a little bit because, you know, it, it, it brought to the end or to an end, you know, a, a really poor run of form, um, dropping points against those teams that are down in the relegation zone. So, from my point of view, um, not overly, well, obviously not pleased, but not overly disappointed that we managed to get a point out of the game. Yeah, I think it was the manner of the draw, wasn't it, Dave? I mean, you must you must have sat there and thought it's nice to have some drive and some desire now, right? I mean, that that's what's been missing, hasn't it? I think, I think ultimately, like you say, Dan, I think you're, you're spot on in terms of to to, to drop points at the time in the game that we did feels like a loss in the immediacy but once it sinks in because we'd been going in such a bad run and because there'd been so so much negativity for us to have gone to a team that's playing quite well and to, to start scoring goals to have the adverse start that we had and then to come past it first to go from a goal down to um 2-1 up uh Sorry, uh, to go a goal down and then to equalise and to come back and then to go uh, to draw level again and then to uh, to take the lead. It's it's all that spirit and all that drive that we've been missing. So, with the exception of a ninety fifth minute uh, equaliser, there's a lot of positives from that. Um, we just we started to remember things that we'd forgot or so it seemed. Mm-hmm. Um, people like uh, Bannon knowing that he can get there, he can get himself into the final third and hit a ball. I mean. I think it was destined he was going to score because he must fucking hate Birmingham with uh, <laughs> the connections. So that's always a good motivator. Somebody like Forestieri, um, he'd have been choking to to show himself. And I think we saw more of that in the Charlton game that uh, he's desperate to try and, whether it's shop window or whether it's justification to himself or whatever, but he's a player that loves to be loved and loves to get on the ball. So to have that as well. Um, so... There's so many things in that Birmingham game that we haven't been seeing. So even though it was a draw, ultimately, to start righting a lot of the wrongs, it's never going to be perfect. It was never going to end the run with a 4-0 win that couldn't go better. Uh, it was always going to need to be chipping away. And I think what we saw in the Birmingham game gave us that platform for what we then later saw in the Charlton game. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we can move into the Charlton game. Now, now, Simon, one thing that, that Charlton have managed to, uh, Charlton and Birmingham, with you know part of the midfield in, in these four points that we've got, has been Kieran Lee back in the midfield. Are we getting mm. a, a glimpse of 2016 Kieran Lee? Because I've been a huge advocate of his for a number of years, and I felt that during the uh, Carlos N and the Joss Lukai era, I felt that the midfielders such as Kieran Lee with the talent he's got was what was missing from the team. Are we starting to get glimpses of of what we used to have with uh, with old school Kieran Lee? Do you reckon his 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 form's spiked, as it were? Go, going on the Charlton game, um, I would certainly say that the Kieran Lee of old was certainly there for the first forty five to sixty minutes, 
I thought he he was the Kieran Lee of old, and 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 it it, it really really was good to see. I thought he began to tire again, and and you know we 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 saw we saw a really second rate Kieran Lee over the last month or so. So I, I think there's been a massive sea change in the side. I I don't know where it's come from. I um the interview with with Fletcher uh, after the game uh, that was quite an eye opener that he'd. he'd He's obviously, you know, a seasoned pro and, and he's been about a bit and, and he, he was saying that he'd, he'd actually sat down with players individually and talked to them about this slump that we'd had and, and you know, that it can't continue. And, and that on the back of all the obviously negativity we've had over the last month, you know, it, it just sent to me that, that all the players sent to have up their game. And that was a pleasing thing, thing from Birmingham was that, yes, we did, you know, the, the typical Wednesday, we threw away the, the lead in the last few minutes, but... From from all accounts, we played really, really well. You know, a, a few little issues in regards to you know Murphy's clearance, Murphy not scoring when he should have really scored, and then obviously the the late equaliser. But by all accounts, people were happy with the performances, which is the first time you could have said that for a long, long time now. Um, so Kieran, it's Kieran Lee coming back, coming into a reign, you know, a level of form. It, it is really good. Now, is it because we've sort of made mixed it up a little bit with bringing? Windass in as, as that sort of mixed it up a little bit, have players suddenly, I know we've talked in the past and I think the guys did really, really well on the back of some really poor defeats in the last week's podcast. Um, you know, we, we were talking about players who, who really weren't, you know, they were singing it at Luton when they weren't fit to wear the shirt. I mean, have these players now woken up to the fact that that actually they have got to take some responsibility and, and, and it did seem to show that last night and, and, and at the Birmingham game. So, yeah, Kieran Lee is one amongst many. You know, it maybe he's a player that needs to play well when others are playing well with him and his performance drops when others don't play so well. But it was nice yeah. to see. It was nice to see some vintage Kieran Lee, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and now, Steve, I'm intrigued to ask you this one because, uh, you know, I, I know you work in, in football and, you know, it's, uh, it's something that you do. Now, um, We've we've signed Windass, the uh, Cruz. Uh, you know we've we've tinkered, we've chopped, we've changed, we've moved, we've we've tried this in this position. We've even tried Fernando Forestieri at fullback. And there's been <laughs> managers who have, you know, there's been managers that have tried to play Canella. I said it. Christ almost. Right. There's managers yeah. that that have tried to drop Forestieri because they can't find a place for him. And we've all had these conversations about him and and and. What it's essentially boiled down to is we played 5-4-1 away, we played 4-4-2 at home, and the win that we get was with Forestieri and Fletcher in the squad. Are, are, we, are we guilty of going, they're our best players now, um, no matter how much we change, that's what they are. Now, <laughs> you know, we, we discuss at length whether Forestieri should be in the team or, or what sort of negative effect he has. I mean, where do, where do you sit with him? Because, I, you know, I, I think it's clear that the guy's got a talent and a drive. And, and Simon alluded to it earlier on uh, by saying that he loves to be loved. Is, is that what drives him on? I mean, I mean what, what are your thoughts on, uh, on Nando? Um, I love him. I think he's brilliant. And I think we've got to be careful. Um, the thing with, with, with Forestieri, it almost goes back a little bit with the... Um, the uh, Hutchinson uh, situation and the Westwood, we're almost going back to a situation where we're looking at um, Wembley, you know, 2016. We had a, a squad of players. That it's almost that, that nostalgic sort of thing. Are we clinging on to 
uh, a premise that Fan- Fernando Forestieri is that fantastic player, um, or is he? Is, has he peaked? Is he over it? Have we moved on? For me, is is a maverick. He's always been a maverick, um, but he's he's when he's on it, he's one of our most talented players, if not our most talented player. And I think it, it, it does go to the point that he loves to be loved. You can see that. You can see that in his body language. Um, his, his his chest sort of pops out a little bit when and his shoulders go back when people are singing his name. Um, when he's not so, you know, when it's not going so well for him, he, he's hunching his shoulders a little bit. You can see it in his body body language on the pitch. Um, I didn't. I only saw the highlights of the Birmingham game, but obviously I was there last night. I thought it was fantastic last night, um, and I think there's a place for him. Talking about the you know the the, the football sort of situation, um, I'm a massive advocate for putting square pegs in square holes. And when you're, you yeah. know, you're taking Fernando Forestieri to, to Luton on a Tuesday night and it's sticking him at left wing back in January, February time, um, there's only going to be one outcome there. Um, I think if you, you know, when you're managing players, if you know the personality of the player and you put your arm around him and you say to, to, to Forestieri, you know, you're that little wizard, you're the, the, the pivot, you're the, you're the thing that you're the player that's going to make things happen. Um, I think he's, he's the kind of personality that would appreciate that. Um, and I think that's that's something where the monk has learned that over the last sort of two or three weeks, and he's now saying right, it's it, it's time to have a look at him. Um, maybe that's the case, and I think you know if, if we're playing per, uh, players on their merits, putting square pegs in square holes, I think that Fernando Forestieri deserves a, a run in the team mm-hmm. um, from my point of view. One thing I would say is um, he got sub last night. He's gone off from on the north, and then done the the little wander around in front of the cop. We had the cop singing his name. Um, he came round, and the first thing he did when he got to the dugout is he put his arms round Monk. And I know we've talked mm-hmm. about you know the level of morale in that team, whether or not uh, Monk has got the backing of the players. It just seemed to me last night that he had Fernando Forestieri on side. That I mean that you know that's music to me ears. I think it's somebody that you need to you need to put your arm round. Now, somebody we spoke about in recent weeks before Dave is uh, is Barry Bannon. Now. We, you know, uh, Ash says it a lot that we, we have to we have to give Barry his inevitable touch in every build-up that we have. Uh, we've also mm-hmm. spoke about how good is Barry Bannon without Stephen Fletcher, and lo and behold, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, you know, the two weren't c- connected in terms of the goal, but all of a sudden we got the best Barry Bannon performance we've had in a number of months, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just one second, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna double up on what uh, Stevie's saying because one of the notes I'd made beforehand when Stevie's saying square pegs, square holes, I'd put it down on my piece of paper specialist fullbacks, which is tying in exactly the same thing with what he's saying about getting the right people in the right positions. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think one of the things I'd noticed yesterday was with Fox being back in the team, and sorry if we were getting to that, Fox back as a specialist left back, Palmer back as a specialist right back. I thought it yeah. made Lee and Burner that much more comfortable mm-hmm. relative to recent performance. It's not perfect, Absolutely but see yeah. when you have Absolutely. people, Definitely. you have the best of you have in each position. Um, for Bannon, I did notice in the first half, he was dropping deep still. He's, he's obviously been told to play this way and he's wanting to play this way and he's and, he's, and he is uh, spending more time in our uh, half than I would like it. Um, but I do feel like he was starting to step forward Perhaps when it was when Fletcher came on and he thought he could start playing 10, 15 yard passes into into Fletcher. But even before Fletcher came on, there was a couple of little balls. There was one about 15, 20 seconds into the second half when he put one through for, for Forestieri. He was just clipping these little little short passes, you know, not, not always Hollywood balls, but the sort of pass you can only play when you're 30, 35 yards from goal, just along the ground, dead weight. 
Um, so whether 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 it's not what you said at the top of the show about Fletcher being back involved in the squad, whether that's got some sort of positive bearing on Bannon, but 100% the best I've seen him play since since Christmas, and um, it, it's it's great. That's that's what we need, and we need to find how we can get that blend in the team to get Bannon at his best. If that's a, a, a Kieran Lee getting back on back on side. Um, mm-hmm. Then, then that's great. Mm-hmm. Then uh, hopefully that's what we need to do. But it, that was that was a good performance by him last night. Definitely, I, I, th- I thought he came more into it. He had a great. I thought he had a good game, but he seemed to change when Fletcher came on. He seemed to sit less deep. He seemed to be making more runs forward. He seemed to be getting involved in trying to chase down the ball with the keeper and the defenders. It just seemed to bring him out of his shell. I think one of the issues that we've had is he's sat very deep and he's sort of sat in this sort of protective role and almost almost scared to get forward. And and have, all of a sudden having that really direct striker that Fletcher is, I mean, Christ, when he came on, he must have had two chances in the first minute, a minute or two minutes of coming on. And, and that seemed to wake Bannon up. He always seemed to have confidence that, hang on a minute, I'm going to be able to put ball forward here to a guy who who's actually going to have a go at shooting. And it, it seemed to be... Uh, a, a weight off his shoulders that when I produce a ball now, we're actually going to have a chance. Whereas before, he seemed to be very conservative with his passing and playing very deep because I don't think he had that confidence with people in front. And now is that relationship because they got on really well? I don't know. But he certainly certainly upped his game, I thought, when Fletcher came on. Mm. Absolutely. And did you feel that Morgan Fox coming back in steadied the ship at the backside? Without a doubt, without a doubt. He, he looks a little bit rusty. He does look a little bit rusty, um, certainly not the Morgan Fox of old, um, but he, he did look rusty in some places. But I, I, I thought it was, as, as, as Stevie said earlier, and, and, and the guys have alluded to, is that, is that having that back four of, of people who they played with for majority of last year, um, it did. Tom Lees looked a different player last night to what he has done. Uh, and Berner looks more confident. He, look, he looked more assured, assured on the ball. It, it was a whole different uh, performance that, that we haven't seen in quite some time. And, and it was actually, despite us not scoring till, you know, into injury time, scoring, not conceding, um, it, it, it came across to me that, you know, it, it, to be honest, them going away with a draw, which I think is what they played for in the last 10, 15 minutes, would have been a travesty because we, we dominated the game from start to finish. And, and, and it, it, mm-hmm. it, it just sense of flow, confidence flow from the back through midfield and certainly certainly up front. And and reiterating what and I'd like to ask the guys a question about Forestieri. If he features mm-hmm. in every game now and plays as well as what we, we've seen come out of him over the last couple of matches, uh would you be inclined to offer him a new contract? Ooh. Yeah. Hundred nope. <laughs> <laughs> percent. <laughs> I agree with Steve. Well, I then. agree with Stevie. I agree with Stevie. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I, go on, go on, Sam. Sorry. I, I agree with you entirely. I, I think I think we, we'd obviously have to look at the monetary side of it, but because um, I don't think we can start playing the, paying these players to play the, the, the money that we were paying them four years ago. Because I don't think the club's in that same situation now because of FFP and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But. He he is he is a player that if we can keep fit and keep on side, and if if Monk can bring the best out of him, is is somebody we can't get rid of because he just brings that edge to the side that I don't think there's many players out there can bring to him. And 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 for me, for me personally, I would I would sign him. I would definitely sign him. 
I think the the thing for me is if we were looking to get rid of him or had a, an eye on getting rid of him, it should have been January. Um, he mm-hmm. had a, a lot of time out the side, and I know he wasn't necessarily fit and playing week in week out, and it wasn't necessarily that shop window. Um, but for me personally, if we're not necessarily just because it's an investment, but from a, a a, a squad point of view and a team point of view, if we've got Forestieri playing how he is playing at the moment, how can we say we're going to put him in the side, we're going to look to build a style of play, and I think we talked about it last week, We can let's assume for, for a moment that we're going to take Premiership football out and we're going to take League One out, we're going to be a steady Championship side and FFP, fingers crossed, that's not going to bite us on the arse. Um, we, 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 we survive and we remain in this in this division then from my point of view, we need to be building for next season. And if we're building for next season and we're playing Forestieri this season, week in, week out, we should be thinking now going into Easter, going into late April, May, what sort of side are we starting to build so we know already and getting ahead of the curve what we need to be doing for next year. We've done that with one or two players um, already, haven't we? Um, For whatever Mm -hmm. reason, Hutchinson's not going to play again. Westwood's not going to play again. So Monk has proved that he's he's not averse to leaving people out. Um, I just think it'd be really, really weird if he's going to say, right, we've got Forestieri doing what he's doing, we're going to play him, and then at the end of the season, we're going to let him go. And if he's in and he's, he's doing well, we've seen in patches last night um, that he's, he's when he's hungry and you know he's looking sharp, he's, he's absolutely a player that can still do bits in the championship. So mm-hmm. if we're going to get rid of a player of that calibre, what are we going to replace him with? Um, certainly, it might be, you know, go back to the, the financial situation. We might not be able to, increases wages but if we can find something within the structure by managing a few players out moving people here and there that we can retain him on parity, uh, sort of com- comparable money to what he's on now I think it's a sound mm. investment even if it's you know for the next two years and say look here we are we're going to build a side around you as long as you're here committed match fit we're going to make you the linchpin almost and um, that, that, that you have been if he proves over the next sort of two three uh, months that he can do it then it, it's a no-brainer mm. for me He's a, he's a talent okay, Dave, so- that would cost you a fortune. He's a talent. If you were to buy the replacement Fernando Forestieri on his good day, you'd be talking four or five million pounds. I mean, the lad's only 30. So, you know, you, you, you know, if he can continue his form to the end of the season, to me, it's a no-brainer. Okay. Well, Dave, you, you know, you disagreed. Was yours a financial decision or a footballing one? Uh it's a bit of the two. My concern is this. I can't argue against what the boys are saying in terms of Forestieri and his day and the difficulty in replacing him. My concern comes with a couple of things. Uh, number one, it'd be great if you owned a soft-top car if it was going to be sunny every single day of the year, but you know it's not <laughs> going to be sunny every day of the year, so you don't own a car, really. Um, and so that's, that, that's point one, if you can find a metaphor there. And the second thing is, I'm scared that we're not going to learn because this feels a little bit like when New Year played for his contract, when Westwood played mm. for his contract. And if we end, if it went the same way again, if we put money into Fletcher and or Forestieri um, and risked extending the average age of the team again into another year, we've already got one of the oldest teams in the league as it is. Personally, if I was going to be split between the two, I would take Fletcher and the risk of injury rather than Forestieri and the risk of him being a Mardias if it was coming purely down to an, an either or. Um, so as, as good as Forestieri is as a player, I worry that if we did, if he did, does play great and we threw all the money at him that we could afford to throw at him, we'd be here in 12 months' time saying what we probably would do if we, we were listening to ourselves 12 months ago talk about Kieran Westwood and going, we need to sign him up. 
And frankly, that looks like it's been throwing money down the drain. So that's my concern. Can I it, it, I think it's very... Oh, go on. Oh, I like, I like a debate. Uh, I feel like... <laughs> David right now. The, 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 the only thing I would say on that is... Um, I'll take every, everything that you've just said there. Um, my... I wouldn't want to say having waxed sort of lyrical about Forestieri. Um, for me, the key player at the minute, he showed it in half an hour last night. It's Fletcher. Um, Without and, you, know, yeah. you look at yeah. you, you, you look at Fletcher. He came on. Um, Wickham's a big bloke. Knew who was a big bloke. Fletcher looked like an absolute beast when he came on last night. Um, he looked like an absolute unit. He run round. He, he he was fitter than the other two. He was. He looked stronger than the other two. He looked sharper. Um, I think it might have been his first touch, the ball that came over the top that he, he mm-hmm. pulled down on the edge of the area and um, had the shot that led to the corner and then that led to the header, didn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Around about mm-hmm. the hour. Stephen Fletcher is, for me, on that sort of form, a premiership striker. So um, well, as, Steve, as good as Forrestier is. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah is, is Stephen Fletcher yeah. the one worth the money, is he? I'd say so. If it was a choice, yeah, between, like, now, Stephen Fletcher has come a choice out between the two. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, Stephen Fletcher has come out in the media this week, and he said he wants to end his career with us, which uh, which is nice, isn't it? And uh, given on his current form and the season he's having, I think we'll take that. Um, in terms of uh, Forestieri, I think we we've been having this conversation now for about four years on this show, specifically about whether. Uh, <laughs> and I think I think Dave, and I think your analogy was the best one for it. You know, a soft top car is great if it's sunny all year round. The problem is, with Forestieri, we've had a few tantrums. We've had not getting on the coach down to Norwich, but then scoring the winner against Aston Villa. <laughs> you know what I mean? And all these all these mm. things that have happened over, over the number of years, you, you've got to think, how much is enough? Now, Simon, I'll come to you about, about this mm. guy. Now, I was concerned that we made a false talisman out of Connor Wickham. I was mm. concerned that... We'd, we'd blown too much smoke up our own house about it. Uh, he's clearly off the pace, isn't he? Yeah, 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 he is. Yeah, we're talking about this on the, in the car on the way home, and, and he, he obviously isn't the player that, that um, was here six years ago. You know, and, and Christ, he's, he's, he's a big lad. He's bulked out something rotten, isn't he? We were actually saying in, from, from up in the grandstand, he looks like Freddie Flintoff. You know, he, 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 he size of him. Um, I do think he's massively match unfit. I, I, I think he, he has. And I, but I also think that he will come good. He, there were a few times yesterday, uh, yesterday, yesterday where I thought, just pull the trigger. And, and he didn't. He, he sort of tried to lay the ball off and, and he was coming quite deep for the ball and wasn't really in the area where you needed him. I, I think he's going to come good. Um, how many matches that'll take, I do not know. I, I would like to see him up front with Fletcher. I think I think him and Fletcher will be a real handful of the size of the guys mm-hmm. and etc. And, and Fernando coming in on the left. Um, I, I, the jury's out, but I still think he's a better option than Winall and Rhodes. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm definitely Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So good job, Ash, isn't he? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I do think he's a better option than those three. You know, and uh, we were saying this in the car on the way home. He, he, he looks, he, he looks, he's not match fit. I do think that will come. Um, you, you've got to keep, I think they've got to keep playing him. Uh, and, and with Fletcher alongside, that, that could be a good partnership. You know, a couple more games, 
you know, hopefully. Look, let's give him a few more games and let's see from there. I'm not going to be one of these who I, I wasn't clamouring to get him. Um, I thought a proven Premiership striker w- was ideal. He, he he struggled at Palace, but he struggled a lot with injuries, hasn't he? Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to write him off. I mean, Christ's sake, I think if it came to penalties in a in a playoff semi-final, I think he'd certainly stand up and take one, unlike others. <laughs> well, and to be fair, you know, the whole point the whole point of a lone move is for that player to gain, especially this one, is to gain either experience or fitness. And us dropping him, I don't think is the answer. Uh, I, I'm with you, Simon. I, I think that I think that if we put him uh, put him up front with uh, with Fletcher, we might get something that that resembles a you know a, a quick and bustling uh, attacking uh, you know strike force, which yeah. uh, which I hope happens, which I, which I really hope happens. But then that again puts another question mark in the Forestieri box, doesn't it? Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> lads, um, oh God, I'm. I don't know how to I don't know how to broach this, uh, so I'm just going to say it and then and then pretend I've not said it. So, oh God, Fudge, what are you doing? When we lost to Luton, I thought that's it. Playoffs are out the window. They're oh, gone. Shit. They're done. No, it's gone. Don't go there. It's now November. Let's not talk about it. Let's not pretend it's March no. next week. It's now November. No. We are. We are ten points adrift. I mean, we are literally only ten points adrift. We've we've made up uh, deficits like that before. You know, most famously in twenty twelve. Um, hmm. This league, for lack of a better term, and I think this is a scientific term, is fucking mental. And <laughs> it seems it seems like it seems like anybody can be anybody. Scientific. Now, yeah, it's scientific. Now I'm going to go around in a circle here, Dave. I'll come to you first. Um, <laughs> Am I, am I being nuts even bringing it up? Yes. All right. Uh... <laughs> 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 am I? Am we've, I being we've, an eternal we've got, optimist? We've, we've got. We've got four. We've got four points uh, for a possible six from the last two games, where the games have been affected by things that have happened in the ninety plus minutes, and that stopped a run of dreadful form. If you could see definite that we will not play as badly as we did in that Christmas to middling February um, period again between now and the end of the season I get where you're coming from but I don't know if we will and I don't know if if we had a couple of injuries uh, to the wrong players at the wrong time whether we'd we'd struggle again so based on the unpredictability of it I I don't think we've got the depth to say well that's fine because Fletcher's out for six matches we can bring this player in and we'll keep scoring goals or Bannon's out we'll keep the creativity going um, so I get what you're saying about it could happen but I would say no we haven't got the depth and we haven't got the consistency Steve come on back me up come on be be, be optimistic with me right okay um, for podcasting purposes we could, we could drag <laughs> this out we can drag this out till April and have the same conversation for the next five six weeks but uh, <laughs> yes um, but seriously though, listen, when you, when, you know, two wins on the bounce and all of a sudden you're knocking on the door again now but th- you're absolutely right listen um, we beat Derby on Saturday we go to 51 points if I'm, I'm just looking at the league now if Cardiff Millwall Swansea I don't know if they're playing or, or what's going on there if they drop points we go into ninth. Yeah, so we're three points <laughs> off. And you don't know what's... I mean, it sounds ridiculous when you say we're talking about going into ninth posi- position. It, it, it's mental. 
Um, and if that does happen, you know, we're sitting here now laughing it away, but if that does happen, I guarantee you that there, there are lads on this podcast now that are saying it will not happen and, you know, we can we can forget about it, that will be sitting here going, do you know what, it might happen. I can have a look at that. <laughs> As that is, the the, other, the flip side of it is if we if we lose on Saturday, um, you know, we're fighting other teams will get, <laughs> we're, we're fighting relegation. Um, yeah. and, and that's the, that's the reality of where we are. Um, it's it's up and down. The, the the championship is up and down. My heart of hearts, we're we're not going to bother it. And I, I said it last week. And I've said it earlier tonight. I would I would say it again. If somebody said to me, "We're going to start in set in August um, in the championship," I'd take it because I think we've got that black cloud that's hanging over us. Um, do we need to to clear the decks and and sort of start afresh and and, and look at everything? I think the one thing that that if if these charges that are brought that we're you know we 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 don't really want to talk about if they're brought and we end up in the championship next season for by by whatever means that 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 is um then there's going to be a sea change at the club there's going to be players moving on there's going to be you know changes to the finances there may very well be an embargo I don't know how that's going to play out I'm not an expert by any sort of stretch of the imagination but um I'd, I'd, I'd be all set to go again next year. Okay, okay, right, Simon, you're gonna you're gonna bring the Holy Trinity in on this one. <laughs> Dave and Sa- Dave and Steve are uh, are not you know they're not on board. They're not on board. <laughs> uh, what about you? What about you? Right, we've we've got this dark cloud that Stevie's alluded to in regards to uh, the AFL and and reading Alan Alan Biggs's comments today on Twitter. That seems to be dragging on, and it seems to be in a court of law. I think I think. I think it's been dragged out because there are arguments on both sides which seem to be standing up and it's down to solicitors to sort it out, um, which means that it's not clear cut and dry that we're going to have loads of points taken off us, neither is it cut and dry that we're not going to have points taken off us. We've got to look at, we've got, we've got, um, <laughs> it's a long way around to answer your question here, Fudge. We've got uh, <laughs> a, a chance, you know, we've got to look up the league and we've also got to look down the league. If, if you look at 12-point deduction, that puts us well and truly in the relegation mire. So the team has got to start, got to keep winning games. It it doesn't matter if you if you if if we keep winning games, it gets us out of that relegation mire and keeps us in the championship. If then we keep winning games and we don't get twelve points taken off us, then we might end up in the playoffs. You know, if you look at the run we've just had, we've been losing against teams who, quite rightly, we shouldn't have been losing against. If you look at our run now, we've got Derby, but Man-, Man City aside, we've got Brentford, we've got Forest, we've got Bristol City, we've got West Brom, we've got Swansea, we've got Preston, we've got QPR, we've got Huddersfield, who are on the lower teams, we've got Fulham, and then we end with Middlesbrough. Now, we've proper, proper performed against those top teams. <laughs> Yeah, but we've proper performed. If you look at that, if you look at that league and the teams we've actually beaten and beaten well, or put a good performance in but mm. maybe lost, it's been all those teams who we're now going to be playing again yeah. the second time round. We gave Brentford a, a spanking. We gave Forest a spanking. We beat Bristol City all right on a penalty. I went to West Brom. I thought we were the better side. Got a penalty against us. You know, it, it, it was it, the only team that's really out of that group that's given us a given us a proper bloody nose was Preston, where Onabadio yeah. conceded two penalties. You know, it, 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 you know, for us, we probably beat all of probably beat all of them or put a good, good, you know, get a few points off them, and then when we play Huddersfield and Borough, we'll probably bloody lose against those two teams. 
the teams we should be winning. So, mm. so, so my opinion is this: we we have to keep winning games to put the spectre of going down just away from us, just in case we get twelve points or whatever taken off. It's anything more than twelve points, we are as a club buggered and we will go down. But so, so the team has mm-hmm. got to pick up points. Look. If we don't get that 12 points or any points taken off us and it's a big fine or it's an embargo, whatever it is, then we are picking up points and then we can go, hang on a minute, we're in the playoffs here. We've got to win every, we've got to win as many games to the end of the season to ensure we stay up. If we don't have those 12 points taken off us, that then could mean we end up in the playoffs. So, so either way, either way, We've got to win these games. We've got to win them, to, as Stevie says, to, to keep in this league. That might result in us, A, staying up by one point, or B, ending up in the playoffs. Getting promoted. Either way. <laughs> either way. Yeah, exactly. How, how fucked up would that be in this scientific fucked up league? You know, <laughs> you know we've got... We've, that we've, we've, there's we've, nothing more Sheffield Wednesday than that. We yeah, there isn't. Yeah, yeah. There isn't. The or... Same. Or alternatively, yeah. we go to Fulham, last away game of the season, and Fulham could be going up or ending in the playoffs, and we turn up like we did at Watford a few seasons ago and piss all over their parade, and, and, we, like, and, we, and we need to get a point at home against Borough to stay up, last game of the season. And bugger it. And bugger it, and we go down. There's nothing more <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday than that. <laughs> But, so, so but in, alter- in conclusion, alter- yeah. <laughs> in, in, in conclusion, yeah. you've got a load of splinters all all, all over your ass. Oh my god, I am uh, so sat on the fence. It, if we have a storm uh, this weekend, I'm getting blown <laughs> off it. <laughs> well, you know, you don't want to get blown off, do you? Too, I, I used to so, back to those, uh, yeah, favorite porn film titles. <laughs> <laughs> so what we've got then? So. Having, you know, I, I, Ash last week said to me, I've just listened to this podcast. We've got Kieran Maguire on and we talked about uh, the guy from The Price of Football and we, we spoke about it. And um, and um, the reason that the 21 points is being mooted uh, through anything is that the, there is 12 points there for falling foul of FFP. Uh, and there is a further nine points for uh, the technical term is taking the piss. So um, <laughs> we all know that our accounts for I think it was 2017, 2018, we're about six months late. They just never came out. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. There were a lot of people going, where's the accounts? They're supposed to be here. And uh, they never were. I think nine points is minimum what's going to happen to us. I've, you know, For some reason, I've absolutely convinced myself of the fact that nine points is, is going to be the minimum. Now, the other side of it is that Daypon Chansiri, and this is what we found out last Monday, is that Chansiri got himself a uh, uh, a, a valuator, a valuer, uh, you know, to, to come in, an assessor, <laughs> to come in and um, and say, "Hey, Hillsborough's worth sixty million pounds." Well, that's <laughs> that's weird because that's just the right amount of money we need, so we don't fall foul of FFP. Who's so thought? that's smashing. He got, do- got Doctor Nick Riviera, didn't he? <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> 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 Hi, Doctor Nick. <laughs> I also yeah. do hair transplants. <laughs> so what we found? Fa- <laughs> what we found? That was thirty million. Yeah. What we found? What we found out was that um, 
that this this value this this assessor this valuator the valuator oh, I like that he's come in and it's just one of Chancery's mates. It's not somebody independent like Chancery made us believe. It's somebody he knows. It, it, it's his own guy. Now we know that uh, Reading they sold their ground to themselves for twenty seven million pounds. I've been to Reading. It's one of those soulless out of town crisp bowls like the New York Stadium. And I'm pretty sure it's probably worth a, a few quid more, dare I say, than Hillsborough, if not the same. So there is a danger of us falling foul of FFP by 30 million quid, depending on what this assessor comes in from the AFL to say. So it's not that we've um, that we've just decided to... It, the, the issue isn't whether we've, we are allowed to sell the stadium to ourselves. That's what we've done. You know, you, you can do that. Other teams have. It's It's more... Is Hillsborough worth 60 million quid? Because I don't think it is. <laughs> but we'll see where we go from that rumbling on. Now, last question, lads, when I, uh, when I wrap this up, because I want to come to all of this. Is it worth getting excited? Now, they say that if you're a striker, you know, Peter Crouch famously went through it when he went to Liverpool, went on a barren spell of about 18 games, then one came off his ass, and all of a sudden started scoring goals. Was that... Are Peter Crouch ass bounce that result last night, or is beating Charlton in the last minute about where we are as a club, or do you reckon it could be the start of something going forward? Steve, I'll go to you first. Um, <clears throat> a bit of both, to be fair. I, I you know, the, you, you could see from the celebration last night, uh, and I've got a few mates that obviously I've, I've seen today that were sort of saying, "Oh, it was too over the top," and. The, the thing that I took out of the celebration last night was that unity, you know, everybody together. I'm, I'm, I'm not fussed. I'm, as a Wednesday fan, you, for, for me personally, I loved seeing Fletcher running down the, uh, the, the, the south towards the dugout and everybody jumping on and everybody getting, getting involved. It just told me that there, there seemed to be a moment there where things seemed to have bounced and shifted towards a positive. So if that is something that we can cling on to and take into Saturday with a little bit of momentum, I thought the crowd was a little bit low last night. There was only 21,000 there, wasn't there? Um, if you can then sort of say, right, we're going to get a few more thousand there on Saturday. It's going to be a Saturday game. Wayne Rooney's coming to town. Um, we've got the bounce of, you know, a clean sheet, uh, four points out of six. There's no reason why we can't go in there. I, th- I, I thought we were competitive against Derby at their place. We were, you know, we were we were a good side against them. Uh, or we put in a good performance against them. And we're quite unlucky not to win, to be honest with you. Um, if we go in and then on Saturday night we are seven points out of nine, then why not? From my point of view, I think it's, it's, it absolutely could be that, that, that sort of turning point where we can start to have a little bit more optimism going into the next few games. Size talked about the, the results um, that we, we've had against the, the teams down the bottom versus the teams up the top, and I, I, I couldn't agree more with him. I think the, the one team that he did miss out I, was Fulham. I thought we were the better side against Fulham as well. Uh, I thought they were quite good first half, but we were unlucky not to win that game. And um, Swansea scored late against us as well. So you look at the top sort of nine, ten teams, we've been really, really competitive against those teams. So I don't worry about the teams that we've got. If we are going to go in and start putting up performances together and start to get on a, bit, a little bit of a run, um, I think there's a little bit of <laughs> excitement to be had if, um, if we can do that. Yeah. What about you, Dave? What do you reckon? Do you reckon it's a, it's a turn up for the books or do you reckon this could kick us on? It could kick us on. It really could. I think when you'd said about, you know, is this where we're at? Is it, you know, a scratch and a 1-0 win against Charlton or is it a platform to build from? I think for me, 
the way we won that game was probably essential. I think had we won that game 3-0, had some of those earlier chances gone in, because we did pepper their goal with efforts, and it did look like it wasn't going to go. But I think mm-hmm. to, to win one, having lost so many points, again, no, by conceding late on, and to have that in his heads, I think it maybe just showed the other side of the coin to the place to go, look, this is this is the, the adulation, the jubilation you've had to see happening all around about you when the other team scores and you've had to be on the receiving side of it. But this time, we were the ones that actually got the goal. So it, yeah. it was like pent-up frustration that kept, that kind of boiled over. But that's great because that, that, that post-match team talk should have been the easiest thing in the world for the Monk to do, to go, that's, that's what every other team's been doing against us. Think about yeah. how you feel now. Never ever want to be in that place again. We can do this. So um, it, it really it could be. I'm, I'll try and be positive in terms of that because with those teams that have been mentioned between now and the end of the season, given the way the league has gone, um, it shouldn't give us any massive fears. It shouldn't give us any massive concerns. The level of ability has never dropped. I know you know um, form form can be sort of temporary, but class is permanent, and there is good players still there. If if there can be a unity, which uh, Stevie says, which is a great kind of phrase, if it can be that togetherness, if that, if they can encapsulate that feeling when they all came together and celebrated together and lead with that into Derby, if Fletcher's fit enough to start. Um, and so we can see the Barry Bannon that we saw that plays with Fletcher, Forestieri can get another start. You know, if Wickham's fitness starts building up, it can, it can. And, and where that leads, it it has, uh, as Simon said, it could lead to promotion or relegation. Who knows? But let's be hopeful. Let's be hopeful that that Charlton result, the way it came about and the way the guys must have felt when they came off the pitch, um, it can all build up and the, fam- the fans can get behind that and then it can be sort of confidence breeding confidence. Mm-hmm. Simon, it was just Charlton, weren't it? Come on, we shouldn't get excited, should we? No, not <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Charlton at one point were flying, weren't they? They ran a bit of a loss now, but... They're still a half-decent side. I think I, th- I have to agree with the, the guys here. I mean, first of all, and, and I think it was Stevie alluded to it earlier on, was when Fezzi came off and he went off on the far side and walked round. the first thing he did was gave Monk an almighty hug. You know, I was watching that because I thought, what, what's, what's he going to do here? Because he was getting a bit riled and, and I was a bit sort of like, why is he taking him off? He was the player I wouldn't have taken off. But I could see yeah. he'd been kicked out and he'd gotten a bit of a argy-bargy, so to speak, with one of their players. And I, and I thought, oh, we're on for winding him up here. They're going to try and wind him up. So I can understand why he took him off after, after the game, you know, looking in, after, you know, sort of thinking about it. But then when we scored, it was that camaraderie, that camaraderie of all the players, you know, jumping on top of each other, Fletcher coming down and... and Again, I'll go back to that interview that they did with him after the game. That the fact he's, he's this he's this journeyman and he's this ambassador and he's seen a lot and he's played for a lot of good teams and he's seen a lot of managers. And, and one of the things he said was, Gary Monk is one of the best managers I've worked with. You know, and, and all the negativity we've had over the last month about Gary Monk and players falling out with him. And, you know, you hear these stories about, oh, Westwood was going to thump him. And then obviously Westwood came out with the, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got a more than happy relationship with Gary Monk, and then we've not heard anything from Hutch, but we've heard story. You know, house is up for sale, and and uh, we've had all sorts of crap, haven't we, in regards to what Hutch has been saying or not been saying. You know, somebody's best mate who walks his dog or feeds his dog or saw his dog cocking its leg up on a <laughs> lamppost said that Hutch said this, that, and the other. It's just hearsay, naysay, and, and to be honest, ninety nine point nine percent bollocks. So. You know, 
that to me, yes, it was only Charlton, but that to me showed a team, a team who want to play for each other, all being happy about getting that result. Every single one of them jumping up and down and cheering and being really, really happy. That doesn't point to dressing room fallout. doesn't point to players who don't want to play. And if, if, if we're now seeing that, then, you know, we've got to move forward now and, and, and put what we've had the last month or so behind us. If we can get a result on Saturday, be it a draw or a win, or if we even lose, but put a bloody fight in. Because to be honest, you know, all those games that we've seen over the last month, how many of them have we lost and gone, fucking hell, we were unlucky there? Because pretty much we've capitulated in virtually every game, haven't we? Not many. And it's, yeah, many. you know, Not it's many. been depressing. You know, Wigan away, Luton away, where we've just basically gone, you know what? We don't, we don't, the players haven't looked like they give the shit. They actually look like they've, the last couple of games, look like they've given a shit. And I don't know whether what's happened, who's come in, whether Bannon was talking about it after the Birmingham game, that, you know, it, it, the, these seasoned pros are starting to be interviewed now and say, no, 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 we want to do this, want to do that. Is it, is it the club saying, you've got to stand up for the team? Or is it the fact that these guys are now saying, you know, as Westwood put it to bed and he's going to disappear into the background and we'll hear from him again. Hutch will disappear into the background, never hear from them. These guys now have got to stand up and be counted. And, and that's all we as Wednesday fans and football fans want, is players to turn up and put a shift in. They put a shift in, and I'm sure Stevie as a manager sees it. If he sees a player put a shift in, he could be the worst player on the pitch in regards to ability. But if he puts a shift in, that's all he wants to see. And that's all we as fans want to yeah. see, is the team putting a shift in. And, and they have done the last couple of games. Yep. Okay. Well, um, coming up this weekend, we've got uh, we've got a team who I think are on their fourth name in the last three years. So it used to be Derby County, then it was Ryan Sessegnon's Derby County, then it turned into Frank Lampard's Derby County, and then now now it's Wayne Rooney's Derby County. Uh, now, Is it, isn't it uh, thirty two Reds I mean, Derby County? I think it's, it's, it's uh, Derby Dar Redby thirty two B. So, yeah, I think it's uh, something along those lines. <laughs> the, the, the 32 silent. The 32 silent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think they probably write it like one of those number plates in the 90s. Now, Dave, yeah. um, come on, man. Give me a prediction. How do you think we're going to get on? Okay, well, if we're going to go with the positivity, if we're taking Birmingham as the platform for Charlton and Charlton as a platform for Derby, if things are just moving in that right direction, if everything the boys are seeing and you're seeing is is going towards the right way, I think we're going to see a better performance. We're going to see carry on building from what we've been doing. I'd love to see another clean sheet because I think for someone like Dawson and for the defence, I'd go a million miles and I'd like to see a couple of goals scored. So we'll go with a 2-0 Owls win. Okay, that's not nice to uh, nice to hear something positive because I think last time I asked these, these when I asked these questions, you guys are all like, "There was a big sigh before something happens." What about you, Simon? I, I, I actually uh, I concur. I, I concur with Dave. To be honest, I I, I, I want to see it. I want, and I think we will see um, a two nil a 2-0 win. I, I, I think uh, we're moving forwards. Look, it can't get any bloody worse than it has been over the last month and a half, can it? So, so come on. Let's let's go for it. Let's go for it. 2-0 two, two Wednesday. Okay, so 2-0 Wednesday, 2-0 Wednesday. Steve, bring it home for me. 
<laughs> oh, come on, Steve. <laughs> um, I no, I'm going to be serious. I, 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 I'd, I'd love a performance. Um, I, I think if the performance is right, I, I agree with the lads. I think it, it's there for us. I'd love to see a clean sheet, and I, I wouldn't want to stick my neck out and say two 0 um, but I, I saw enough last night, at, at, you know, against Charlton to think that if we all turn up and it's that upward sort of curve, the the the, the positive sort of trajectory, I, I think if we can turn up on Saturday and and you know take it to the next step, three points would be enough for me. If it's two nil, if it's three two, if it's a one nil scrappy goal in the ninety fifth minute, again, I'm not bothered. I, I I just want a performance, and I think if we turn up and and take that incremental step that we have done over the last week or so then yeah absolutely why why not why not win well that's a very positive wednesday week panel there for you ladies and gents so uh, you know <laughs> not uh, that for a while send your <laughs> wait, wait, listen, wait until we get off air <laughs> yeah I, I, on the uh, on the tweet that i normally advertise this i'll be putting out their their twitter handles snapchats facebook names you know what i mean don't get sending your, uh, your ideas there ladies and gents so um before we go, uh, we've got a bit of Wednesday news. There is a chap, Holland, what's his name? Something Holland. Uh, he plays for Oxford at the minute. His name is Nathan Holland. That's his name. Playing for Oxford. We've been linked with him uh, on loan from West Ham. Not playing too shabby for Oxford at the minute. I don't know if whether he's the, uh, whether he's the player we need, but, uh, you know, I don't watch Oxford, so I've not got much going on about him. I'll, I will endeavour to find out more for you the next time we meet, ladies and gents. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWCast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net, Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.